Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. And for today's Broncos Blitz Podcast, going to talk about the offensive line. Continue our training camp position preview podcast series. Say that five times fast as uh, we're going to talk about the entire offensive line from left tackle to right, left guard to right, and of course that center position. What improvements the Denver Broncos have made this year, where they stack up in the league, and Well, everything in between. Hey, it's the Broncos Blitz Podcast. But first, our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits, and that terrific rooftop. Go check it out. Of course, Saturdays and Sundays as football season comes closer. Well... 10 a.m., 2 p.m., they have brunch going. They've got all kinds of great stuff going on. Chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair. It is just phenomenal. Go check it out at Tap14. You can find them on the web, tap14.com. That's Tap14. Spell out the word 14 for me, tap14.com. Let's check out the Broncos roster, as, uh, or at least predict it when it comes to the offensive line because uh, there are many for sure's when it comes to this Denver Broncos offensive line. Garrett Bowles on that left side. Ron Leary now moving from the right guard position to that left guard position, his original position when he played in Dallas. That appears to solidify your left side. Uh, and then you, have, of course, have uh, Matt Paradis, who will play in that center position uh, another year under Paradis's belt, hopefully another year of health uh, for Matt Paradis. And certainly that bolsters your left side. Your right side is when it gets a little shaky because, of course, Broncos bring in, uh, well, they traded for that new right tackle position in Jared Valdir. And we'll talk about Valdir here in just a little bit, but also we'll have a, somewhat of a competition going at right guard, which appears to be the biggest hole right now for the Denver Broncos on that offensive line. It's going to be a toss up between Menelik Watson as well as Connor McGovern. We'll talk about that right guard position as well. Let's first start about them last. Last year as a whole. And I do want to bring up some pro football focus numbers. And I tell you what, pro football focus, a, uh, a partner here at mile high sports with the Broncos blitz podcast. And man, you got to go check them out this year for all kinds of new fantasy stuff as well too. And of course, news on the Broncos and info, they've got a lot of interesting tidbits. And when it comes to that offensive line now, last year, pro football focus ranked the Broncos as the 23rd uh, offensive line in football this year they got a bump up they went up four spots into the number 19 spot and there's a couple reasons why now of course the broncos that right tackle position you could say arguably the worst in football over the last two years and that's what pro football focus really kind of hammers home and now improving that position with jared valdir coming over from arizona now valdir earlier in the season was not good 
when playing with Arizona, he was just simply not good. Uh, he moved from the left to the right side. He was kind of all over the place. He's a big, tall guy. He's a big guy, 6'8", uh, but certainly not um, fat by any we by any means not that there's a bunch of fat guys out there on the football field but he's very lean very uh, very built um and he allowed 19 pressures in his first three games which is not great uh 19 times allowing uh the the pressure to the quarterback he finished his last 10 games only allowing 20 pressures throughout that entire span. So you did see him play better in the last 10 games in 2017 as opposed to the very beginning. So that late season play is kind of what caught on with Denver. Could be something that really, um, I, I don't want to say diamond in the rough, but at least somebody who can sit in that right tackle position and be competent to to block and, and somebody who can really be dependent on for Case Keenum. And that's a of course, what attracted the Denver Broncos and could help answer their Broncos past rushing woes. Now, uh, for pro football focus, they do have Garrett Bowles graded out right now at that 68.8 overall grade. Ron Leary as their best offensive lineman at 81.2. Matt Paradis, 75. Connor McGovern, 40. Jared Valdir, 54. Now, again, so that right guard position is really kind of your weakness for the Denver Broncos when it comes to that offensive line. Now, certainly a change this year. And a big one. That's the quarterback position. Now, last year, going through quarterbacks, um, and, and I know this we're focusing on the offensive line, but the quarterback and the offensive line hand are, are essentially hand-in-hand. Hand. And when you now have one guy who delivers the ball quickly, who has had experience with poor offensive lines in the past... That is a major plus as opposed to this rotating door, this roulette wheel each and every week, whether it's Brock Osweiler or Trevor Simeon or Paxton Lynch. That's a, a huge problem for the offensive line, especially particularly when you get a guy like Paxton Lynch, who does like to run around a little bit. You're uh, more inclined uh, to, to be called for holding in situations like that because you, you as an offensive lineman expecting that quarterback to remain in that pocket. And when they kind of break out and things uh, uh, start to shift, defensive players are obviously going to chase. And offensive linemen are unaware. They're just simply trying to do their job and keep their man contained and essentially finesse the man out of the pocket as opposed to just manhandling them, although some offensive linemen approach it much differently. Now, the Minnesota Vikings offensive line, I did want to pull this up from Pro, Pro Football Focus because it, it, Case Keenum working last year with this offensive line, this was not a stellar offensive line. Uh, Case Keenan was actually the third most frequently pressured quarterback in the NFL. So this is not, we don't look at the offensive line of the Denver Broncos and say, okay, they're a stellar group, but they are better than the Minnesota Vikings offensive line. And you would think that by nature, quarterback, getting rid of the football a lot more quickly because Case Keenum recognizes defenses and and can deliver the football out of his hand quickly, has a little bit better pocket awareness than the youth inexperience of Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch. 
that would improve the offensive line as well, too. You know, a, a lot of individuals compared the left tackle position rookies after their first year. Ryan Ramchek, Garrett Bowles, the two were selected in the first round. And, of course, everybody looked at Ryan Ramchek and said, oh, man, he's got a, a, a great, fantastic score because, uh, you know, he, he, he didn't really uh, allow too many pressures. He didn't allow a ton of sacks. Well, remember, Ryan Ramchek's blocking for Drew Brees. That's a pretty darn good quarterback to be blocking for, a pretty darn good quarterback who gets rid of the ball quickly as well, too. And that is something that I think you could see the Denver Broncos just physically improve from on the offensive line side of things from the quarterback position because it can't be worse than last year. Just having one guy who is solidified as that guy who's done it before and and had done it at a much higher level drastically will improve this offense. And this is where I think the Broncos offensive line could seriously uh, see that boost. So uh, the, the right guard position is going to be a problem. No doubt there. Uh, it, it is expected that Menelik Watson will make this team. Uh, when you look at uh, Menelik Watson, he is not exactly the guy that you want on the roster. But when it comes to Menelik Watson, if you don't want him on your roster, it is because of a roster spot. It is not because of money. Menelik Watson's uh, guarantee's contract is guaranteed for this year. Um, so in 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 a sense, you would just be losing money. It would be complete dead money. There would be uh, almost little to no benefit. By cutting a guy like him. So the problem is, is now you got to try to figure out where you can slop him, where he is actually beneficial to you. Uh, because like I said, once on that fifth day of the league year, his salary for that year becomes guaranteed. So what are you going to do with him? Do you put him in that right guard position? Is it a competition? Connor McGovern certainly is going to be a guy who's also going to get some run there. Uh, could see Billy Turner involved. Uh, Sam Jones, the rookie, who was the sixth-round pick, who many uh, were, were thoroughly impressed with as far as when it comes to mini camp uh, and, and those small camps so far. It's by all means a very, very small sample size. But certainly that's going to be one of those battleground positions that uh, the Denver Broncos will need to figure out. And it could be a rotating door, you know, um, but with it being a rotating door at guard, much more valuable than the rotating door at right tackle. So Jared Valdir plugging that hole uh, again, 6'8", 321 and just lean and mean uh, coming over from the Arizona Cardinals. That is a huge, huge, huge bolster. For the Denver Broncos. It's of course the Broncos Blitz Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's where you can find me. You can follow me. And of course, go uh, check out our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from uh, Coors Field. And boy, you check them out on the web, tap14.com. Go check out their menu because they got all kinds of goodies over there. And then you go on down there, enjoy one of the many. Colorado beers on tap. And that's the cool thing about tap 14. You walk in, it's got a great atmosphere, but they are very local, locally sourced, rotating seasonally fair, local beers. And of course, great distills uh, as well too. great spirits. Go check them out. Tap 14 at 1920 Blake street. And then of course, uh, say hello to our friends at pro football focus, who again, uh, a partner now on the Broncos blitz podcast, which is really great because that is going to give us the ability to at least give myself the ability uh, to, have all this 
these different nuggets to deliver to you. And Pro Football Focus, of course, known for so much great info, all this knowledge, but also now getting involved in fantasy, too. They've got all kinds of great stuff. And you know me, I'm a big fantasy guy. We will be talking about that in the future, too. So a lot of fun stuff coming from Pro Football Focus. Um, But getting back to the Broncos offensive line, want to uh, do one little quick wrap up before we get done with it. Uh, I think it's pretty fair to say that we can predict at least four of the Broncos offensive line positions going into training camp and really those who should win the starting job. Garrett Bowles at left tackle is a for sure. There was an opportunity to bring in a guy like Nate Solder in the offseason. I was told by people who are close to the situation, they had no interest in Nate Solder. They had no interest at all in Nate Solder. They wanted to keep Garrett Bowles at that left tackle position. They believe in Garrett Bowles, and that is a guy they believe uh, could be a franchise cornerstone piece for them on the offensive line for years and years and years. Moving Ron Larry from right guard to left guard, first of all, it, it was dumb in the first place that you had Ron Larry at right guard. I understand you're trying to take your best offensive lineman and you're plugging him into a hole to, to try to at least somewhat bolster that position, but it made no sense. And we're going to talk about this in, pre, in future podcasts um, on the defensive line too. Because the, the Broncos had this weird idea that we're just going to take guys and move them out of position and plug them into holes that we need them to play in, and it's going to work, and it's going to be great. And that's not the case. This is so much more difficult on the offensive line moving from left to right than you think. Fans just think, oh, it's just moving from the right to the left or the left to the right, and it's not. It's absolutely not. It's footwork. It's... Uh, Uh, guiding players and their tendencies. Uh, Players, at least on pass rushing wise, they have different styles, whether it be on the left or the right side. You have to get used to those styles, those tendencies. And when you played left guard for so long to move into the right guard was just foolish. So Ron Leary should get a, a, a nice welcome home. And I think will be a very good left guard for the Denver Broncos anchoring that left side with Garrett Bowles as he moves into his original position. And of course, pro football folks, they notate that with that 81.2 he is the highest graded out offensive lineman for the Denver Broncos I don't think the Broncos should worry about Matt Paradis at center as well too he is their solidified center no big deal and you brought the guy in over at right tackle for a reason so Jared Valdir will be your right tackle for the Denver Broncos uh, day one, assuming injury, uh, God forbid anything like that happens Um, and, and the Denver Broncos need him in that spot to be the guy who doesn't have to be a all pro all world guy at right tackle. They would love that. They would obviously take that, but as long as he can just provide competent blocking and somebody who can hold his own over at the right tackle position, that will be fine. Now, of course we talked about it. The weakness is right guard and that's where you're going to find a, a rotating door. I'm I'm going to I'm going to take a stab and say that this is going to be a rotating door all season long, much like we saw at the right tackle position at previous years. Denver is going to be stuffing guys into that realm to see what works. Uh, Connor McGovern, uh, uh, Menelik Watson. You may see rookie Sam Jones get involved at some point in time if he makes the roster. Um, this is really going to be the one weakness I think that Denver is going 
going to have to put a little bit of extra attention on when it comes to the offense because now you're looking at that offensive line on the right side a little bit weaker okay now you're going to put your running back on the right side and any extra blitzers or anything there may be a chip or maybe you're doing a little bit of helping out you know I I personally believe that uh, Andy Janovich should make this team as a fullback fullback in there in certain sets so that he can be a extra blocker so uh, but but like talk like we talked about earlier in the podcast Case Keenum being behind that offensive line is a tremendous upgrade and huge for Denver. And I know everybody wants to, you know, harp on, well, we talk about the quarterback position too much or uh, the quarterback uh, is, is all we talk about. This is all they get paid the most and everything. There's a reason why is because they are the linchpin that makes everything run. And when they can make things run faster, when they are more skilled, when they can do all that, it improves everybody around them. And that's going to be the case, I believe, with the Broncos offensive line. I think you are going to see a middle-of-the-road offensive line this year. I think you will see a much more improved offensive line for the Denver Broncos, which will be huge for them going into the 2018 season and certainly... um, moving forward as uh, they will have a couple of those guys long-term, particularly, of course, their anchor over in that left side, uh, Garrett Bowles. So be sure to check it out on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. You can follow me. Of course, we are going through our positional breakdowns for each and every position, each group. We've talked about quarterbacks before. We've talked about wide receivers. This is actually the final podcast on the offensive side of the football before we move on to the defensive side of the football. We will be talking about the defensive line, the linebackers, the secondary with the safeties in the corners, and then we'll get into the coaches as we get closer and closer to Broncos training camp 2018. And of course, mile high sports will be the place that you will want to check out all the info, all the news. Be sure to do that at milehighsports.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K radio. And then of course, be sure to check out previous archives of the podcast. Well, There's a lot of good ones in those previous podcast positions. That's at milehighsports.com. Want to say thanks to our friends, of course, at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. If you're over there for a Rockies game, go check it out. Uh, That terrific rooftop is just phenomenal. I was up there uh, about three weeks ago having a burger and a beer, and it's just so relaxing when you can go up there after a long day at work uh, because work is stressful. Who wants to work? You go up there. You have a beer. You have a great burger, and the fries is really, really good, too. Uh, Go check it out, Tap 14. It is a great place up there. And then, of course, uh, again, our our new partner to the podcast this year at the Broncos Woods Podcast, our friends at Pro Football Focus. Can't thank them enough. We're going to have a lot of great stuff on this podcast with Pro Football Focus, now a partner, and, of course, also a partner with some fantasy football news too, which is going to be a lot of fun because of course I am a fantasy geek. We will be talking about that in future podcasts. So be sure to check them out as well too. Uh, pro football focus, profootballfocus.com from archives of the Broncos blitz podcast. Be sure to check it out at milehighsports.com. That's milehighsports.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. 
Granger, for the ones who get it done.